Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be Batman Day, so we're going to go as Batman-y as possible. Going back with a, a classic Batman film. It's almost kind of like a lost Batman movie. Batman, the mystery of Batwoman. And then, uh, I guess since it is Batman Day, we're, we're going to... For those hands full of fans out there... That have been around with us for those many years. We don't like to say a number because that could be make us all sound old. But um, we're deciding we're going to finally finish up our drunk Batman. You know, I feel if there's a if there's a point to announce this, it's like, hey, you know, after many a years, Batman Day comes. Oh shit, drunk Batman! <laughs> They're doing episode ten. Because <laughs> I always just feel we always get so many like comments and stuff throughout the time was like dude when are you gonna do fucking batman 10 come on like batman 10 like when when's it gonna happen so i think now it's like well this one's like you know what we'll finally sit down and it might slowly take its time but it's good. We're, we're gonna come out with a batman 10 a conclusion to that arc and to be fair i'll say to me i, I always assume people like you know i figure people probably cared for the first year or so after that i'm like no oh, no i don't I don't, I don't give a shit anymore then i see it pop up every so often like you said and then i'm like well to be fair i guess even if they thought it sucks we did leave it on the biggest cliffhanger possible like oh yeah like fucking batman and robin split up fucking jason todd is captured <laughs> robin is going solo you know nightwing <laughs> Spoilers. I mean, I, I was I thought it was pretty obvious, and then like you know, fucking Doomsday, not Doomsday. I'm like, uh, Dark Side is coming in, so it's just like, oh, <laughs> I guess we did pick the. And then the next episode doesn't even pick up from that. Like, you know, let's give a, a moment for Batman to get like a real somewhat emotional but still funny kind of thing, and then like, oh yeah, we still don't come answer Dark Side and Deathstroke. We bring in Deathstroke too, and he's just there for the beginning of that episode, and we don't come back to it. But, I just want to give people a heads up. Both of our art style has gotten better since then. So that's one thing. Oh, yeah. Well, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? If we sit down and kind of chug away at it in the background and so on, and yeah, it's coming. So that's a little sneak peek. So if anybody cares about Drunk Batman, you know, there's new Drunk Batman coming out. But um, on this glorious Batman day, as I said, we're going back with a classic almost D, uh, uh, it's technically a, a proto dcu of like what you think of like the modern kind of era of these animated flicks like this is the ones that like there's about five of them or so that kind of came out between like you know 1992 like mask of the phantasm till before like i guess um shit superman doomsday came out there's not that many of them in a sense but like they made some really fucking amazing films and it's kind of interesting because it's like the ones they sort of made too I mean, they're, they're, you know, it's like, I guess their audience was like the WB kids is who they're sort of shooting for. So it's kind of like in that weird one where like, you know, nowadays they, they know it's like, hey, we're making it for like our 35 year old give or take audience. That's that's the target audience of the DCU movies where <laughs> this one, it's like you think about it like, hey, you're going to have this real kind of like deeper Batman like story. But um, how, how could you sell it with that frog on WB? <laughs> well, that's the thing about it, because. I mean, I don't want to sound like this sounds like a total like fanboy excuse, but like Batman, but Batman the Innovative Universe got canceled because it was too good. But I mean, it kind of was the case because that sounds like a dumb excuse. But basically, all the network said bring in more kids from like five to ten. But then you know people watching it usually weren't kids because let's be honest, the story got a little dark, a little bit more serious, and kind of like 
hard to follow for some kids. It kind of was more like teenagers to people in their early 20s at the time. So, and, and so no one was buying the toys. Yeah, well, it's just kind of that funny thing where it's just like, well, it's like those ones, like, I guess not enough people were buying toys. Because here's the thing. Yeah. I bought the toys. You bought oh, the yeah, toys. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know quite a bit people the toys. bought the toys. But for some I think what it was, it's really, it was Pokemon. Even though I want to say that animation style still changed before that. But almost like those anime shows that came out, like, you know, Pokemon's there, but there's technically stuff before it, like Sailor Moon and all that other kind of stuff that, like, really hit hard to the 10-year-old audience. And I think that's what they started seeing that Japanese creep in. And they're like, shit, we got to make sure we get that Japanese audience. We got to get that hardcore 10-year-old audience. Fuck those older guys. What about those kids that are, like, turning 14 now? Fuck them. They're too old now. Well, you kind of even, well, it's funny when you say, you see that Japanese creeping, like, you just see, like, a Japanese businessman slowly sneaking in through the window. Like, the way he's got, like, some fucking, like, got, like, a storyboard under his arm. <laughs> like, what's he and, doing? Like, big, oh, like, he slid that in over, he slid that over Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it's like a big, he has a big, like, Santa Claus sack of Gundams and Pokemon cards, yeah. Um, <laughs> just swapping stuff out. You know what I mean? He's, he's over at Marvel next. He's like pulling out the X Men, pulling out the Spider Man, slipping into Dragon Ball Z and so on, just spreading Christmas People, cheer. They're in the middle of a meeting and they all see him. They don't say nothing. They're just slowly watching him. He's looking at him back because he's like, takes off like a Spider Man poster and puts up a wall scroll of Gundam, walks over to like, you know, a Doctor Strange statue, puts moves out of the way, puts like a Hamtaro stuffed animal or some shit. <laughs> yeah, totally. And just slowly leaves the room, like, okay, well, I, I guess that's what we're doing now. All right. Um, no, but, I mean, to be fair, you said the whole, because, yeah, they were trying to go the whole Pokemon thing, because Bruce Tim even said, he said, like, yeah, Warner Brothers wanted us to do, an earlier version of Batman Beyond wasn't what we had. They wanted to do Batman in the future, and they said, can you make it more like Pokemon? And the concept we came up with was, it was Gotham City in the far future, and... In order to become to get the mantle of Batman, you had to go into these fighting tournaments, and there you would have, and the, whoever won would become the Batman. And like the ancestor to Bruce Wayne was there, the ancestor to Robin and Batgirl was there, and they are usually fighting off villains that had some kind of distinction or lineage to other to old villains and whatnot. So he says, and like I remember this was like a meet, this was like a. Uh, comic-con thing he was saying this in the background you're some guy say you suck and like bruce tim's like i didn't fucking make it <laughs> what if instead they're just like they went real like almost like dark with it where it's just like fucking batman and robin are just capturing villains and then they go to this weird like island almost like into the dragon but like they bring out their villains and they're all like on fucking chains and so on they have them fight to the death <laughs> Just just like, whoa, what the shit? Like, like, well, I always wanted to see Batman kill, and I know Batman can't kill, but he can force somebody else to kill. Is what we said was okay. The, the well, here, it's funny the thing about Bruce Tim. We'll actually get to this main movie in a minute, but this does relate. Uh, Bruce Tim, like, he's not the only guy who worked on these the animated DC universe that went on from like the '90s to the early 2000s and still working on the animated movies he like he, people credit him for creating like their version of batman because i think really in all honesty even though it's pg animated batman is probably one of the best variations of batman because it finds that it, it it's emotional enough it's dark enough it's serious enough 
but still like a kid could watch it really if they wanted to. And it's also like he just has the essence of it. And he's been working on it for so long. He's just like, what if this one, what if they're assholes? Or what if this one, Batman fucks Batgirl? Or what if, you know, he does all, now whenever he does like these things, people are like, blasphemy, Bruce Timm's lost his mind. Like, well, he's been working on these characters for so long. He's like, let's do something fucked up. Yeah, you know, I think it's the same way with, like, Frank Miller. You know what I mean? It's after a while, you're just like, I want to see some fucking weird shit, and I got the power to do it, so I'm going to do it. Well, this movie, and this isn't even a huge plot point. It's just kind of this thing they bring around. Because then, even Batman Beyond, there's an episode where they mention that Barbara and Bruce had a relationship. And they just never... And I, I was thinking back on the animated series, I'm like, did they ever have that? And then watching this movie and this is in all honesty the first time i've seen the movie uh i was because this is one of the ones that got by me because this is before i got back into dc and comics well this um, one is not what is not an easy movie to come across either like it's one of those ones it took me a while to even get like the blu-ray of it and so on it was you know it's not a movie that you could just go find at any store no i i, I couldn't even find it on very, I mean, you could, I, could, I had to rent it, but on streaming. But I was like, this. I'm sure the DC Universe app has it. No, it don't. But anyway, um, there's a scene in this where Barbara and Bruce are talking, and it's like one of the few times you see Batman get awkward around a girl. Like, um, uh, uh, going through the tunnel. Uh, uh, bye, static. Bye. <laughs> Beating the boy just turns to start slapping Robin across the face. <laughs> Damn it, boy, what I tell you? <laughs> like, like, it's like, uh, Bruce, you could have just hung the phone up. You didn't have to beat the boy. Oh, sorry, Alfred. It reminds me of my father. It sneaks out every so often, you know. <laughs> you know Remember, Tam, just... you'll never be good enough. You'll never be good enough. Yeah, that's what my dad would say. Yeah. It's like my dad said, I'll never be a doctor. And look at me, I'm not a fucking doctor. <laughs> It's like, oh, God. Alfred, pull the car over. I see a 31 flavors. I need to eat my feelings. No, um... But so, the they're thing closed. About... Not for clothes for Batman. <laughs> I always bring my grappling hook with me. <laughs> Just... No, but, um... Remember, Tim, it's called the Universal Key. Just pulls out a big old, like, lock breaks. <laughs> it's like... Um, uh... Well, the thing about that is, so I remember that thing in, um, in, um, uh, whatchamacallit, in, uh, oh, um, Batman Beyond, and then they, they reaffirm it in this, because even though this takes place before this came, this was made, like, in 2003 or 2004 or something, and, um, I remember there is this panel done in the animated universe that was circling the internet for a while, and I never actually read the comic, but it was, like, a panel of, uh, Barbara saying to Bruce, like, I'm pregnant, and he says, like, Give my uh, regards to, t- to Dick. And she's like, it's not his. Then he just pauses. Yep. You know, like, what the fuck is that from? So Tim. Actually, before you- it's not Tim. Yeah, no. So, so before reading, before going, because I never came across that comic, and it's set in the animated universe, and it's official apparently. But I, so I was looking, and I just found this quick summary because I think this is kind of interesting. This shows where, I, and I don't know who wrote it, if it was Paul Denny or Bruce Tim or <laughs> just, someone else. It, was, it just sounds like, here's this episode that we couldn't do on the show, so we made a comic book about it. Well, what's it about? It's Batman driving around trying to find someone to get an abortion at midnight. <laughs> Dr. Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, there's no Batman in it. It's just a Bruce Wayne and Barbara story, but uh, that's what makes it even funnier. Or not, depending on how you look at it. Dr. Midnight's like, look, I'm not that kind of doctor. All right, Dr. Fate, me too, same thing. 
<laughs> Is there a damn doctor in the house? Well, yeah, we are doctors. Well, sort of by name. Zantana, can you magic this thing away? You know? <laughs> you, technically, let's not lie. It's the dark arts. All this magic comes from Satan, right? Come on. Up. Get off on this. Um, I'd go after John Constantine, but he's over in England. You know how that gets. <laughs> she could have this kid by then. I ain't using. I may have a bat jet, but I'm not. You know, I don't want to fly. I want. I don't want to spend my own gas money in the bat jet for that, and I don't want to use my frequent flyer miles for that shit either. So you know. Um, anyway, here's what it says. Uh, okay. Batgirl and Nightwing sort of had a relationship, but not really. Anyways, when Dick Grayson left for Bloodhaven, Bruce started a relationship with Barbara. It started developing into something serious. He had sex with her and got her pregnant. At the time, both Bruce and Barbara didn't know Bruce got her pregnant. I think whoever wrote this English wasn't their first language, but hey, no hate. <laughs> anyway, uh, four weeks after she's pregnant, Dick, and Grayson, uh, Dick Grayson returns to Gotham and starts to have a relationship with Barbara. Three weeks into the relationship, Nightwing and Batgirl discover she's pregnant for seven weeks. She tells Batman, then Batman insists that he's the one to tell Dick. He goes to tell Dick, then Dick beats the crap out of him. Meanwhile, Barbara has a miscarriage, and the baby dies. That's how the Bat family pretty much broke apart. This all happened in the DC animated universe, and does not happen in the comics. See, but the, wait, this comes from a comic? Saturday morning, kids. This comes from a comic, though, right? This comes from a comic. I've seen the panel. I've never seen the comic, but I've seen well, the panel. Well, we, we need to track down whatever this one is, because this sounds very interesting. It sounds very soapy. It sounds like the, the Batman soap opera, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, is a t- it, it just sounds way different than like your normal Batman one that I'm very interested in it now. Yeah, yeah. And, and then plus if it has that sort of Bruce Tim art. And I always gotta feel bad because you know that like Bruce Tim always gets his name up there like Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim. There's like, you know, a hundred guys stand behind me like, well fuck you, I worked on this too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, Bruce Tim Bruce Tim. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So that's the thing. Um I thought that um you know, I mean who knows if Bruce Tim wrote it or not, but if he did write it, I would not be surprised. Yeah, because he, he always seems... He likes the ballsy stuff. I feel like it's just the same thing as, like, Frank Miller. Because Frank Miller was, got to that point where it's just like, I just want to see fucking weird shit after a while. And the reason I bring that random thing up is because even though it's not a huge plot point, that that's referenced kind of in this. Because, you know, he's like, Hey, Bruce, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, Barbara. Okay, that's all you're in the movie for. Bye. Hangs up. And then as the movie goes on, it, it's pretty much... It stays, you know, re- relatively in the PG area, but tiptoeing slightly over every once in a while because I think that the Batman animated universe always kind of like tested the the scales on that just a little bit. They always wanted to see how much they could get away with. They even went as far as to they actually did kind of the South Park thing. They would do that thing where they would because you know they'd have to submit the script to somebody and then you know like oh no they're not going to put this in there. So they do the thing where they put incredibly outlandish things they knew that would not make it in there so they so they could put in things they really wanted like there's one script where harley quinn just pushed like a baby carriage into like uh into like into like her hyena's like cage like dinner time boys they start eating out of the fucking baby carriage you know so <laughs> so like you you can't fucking do that they did that so they can get away i think so they can do the rest of what mad love was you know yeah and that was always kind of like the trick to kind of use to get past like if there's something way more extreme the focus will go there and the other thing that's kind of interesting this one too is this was literally like the last hoorah 
of like the you know, I guess you could say the classic Batman style. I mean, I guess now we that Batman and Harley Quinn one or whatever is supposed to be in the same kind of universe, but I really do kind of feel Justice like Justice League versus Fatal Five. Yeah, well, that's sort of I guess in like the Justice League one. I'm just seeing the straight Batman section. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I know yeah. that's all continued, but just this one right here just feels like the almost the end of like the animated series. Like it's almost like the final you know section you would put like in your DVD rack if you're lining it up if you want to have it just for that part. It also it's it's kind of interesting because it has this ten. It's um, what was the example I was going to make? When did Justice League Unlimited end? Was that 2003 or 2004, or did it go on a little longer? It's about that time period, because 2003, like right when this movie came out, was kind of that period where I think Teen Titans was just about coming out, or was out by that point. Actually, I think it was out by that point, like 2003. You know, I think Justice League Unlimited was kind of getting to the end. It's like this, like, I mean, I know you have Batman Beyond, but it's almost where everything sort of shifts over and leaves that kind of, I guess you would say, our 90s-style goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I guess that was interesting because, like, hey, this is a series that was canceled a long time ago by the even by the, that these standards it was canceled a while back. It was canceled back in the ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, so like, let's do another Batman animated movie. Fuck it, why not? And then like, this is when he's like taking this is during Justice League Unlimited. It's like let's take a break from Justice League. So when he has a day off from the Justice League, he's back in Gotham doing this shit. So that's kind of an interesting way thing to go about it. And um, yeah, this movie it, it doesn't really you know push the boundaries heavy like other ones but it's um i'm watching it and i'm there and spoilers ahead folks there's moments where i think like oh it's obviously this but even this movie kind of caught me off guard like oh oh that's a that's a clever red herring the way they go about it because there's a moment where and because i think they know who their audience is by this point there's a point like oh that is so obviously this lady, because they don't know who Batwoman is. She comes in, and it's not uh, Cassandra Kane or whatever. Oh, not Cassandra. Is that her name? Cassandra yeah, Cassandra Kane. Cass- I get her mixed up between... Because there's Cassandra Kane, and who then is it, Bat... There's, there's, there... Cassandra Kane's the, the Batwoman with the red hair, and then there's that other Batwoman that's... uh yeah. It's like you Bat never see girl. her... She was she was like the daughter of Lady Shiva, and she was... Oh, like, you, mixed are up. you talking about like, the, yeah, the Batwoman one where she has the full face mask from like... Uh, um cassidy kane there's like cassidy kane and cassandra kane i think i think cassidy kane is the real batwoman and cassandra kane was batgirl and and she was like the um eight little asian kid and birds of prey oh yeah there there was that yeah that that weird one there yeah um well kane um, Kane is you know the main name i want to say but i think they just spell the name differently i don't even know if they're related because one's white one's not so i don't know what the deal is there but um yeah i mean you're how many harveys they already have like two harveys in gotham city i think they would have name checked that at some point but yeah yeah i know that that's one of those ones like shit like especially at that time period too it's like at that point it's like you had like 15 characters what you run out of names already (laughs) yeah so um but yeah, because um, at some point, like, oh, it's obviously this person. And then they bring in a few other characters, like, oh, I guess it could be either one of them. And what they do is clever. And, and I'm not going to lie, at some point I figured it out. But um, at the same time, if you're a kid watching this, you'd probably be totally surprised by what they what ends up being the Batwoman at the end of the day. Because basically, Batwoman's coming in, and Batman's like, this bitch is fucking up my brand. It's like we don't need we don't need another vigilante in this town. This is a town for vigilantes. I like how Alfred even says like Alfred's really funny in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot some of his great lines work. in there. 
<laughs> like he even says something like um at some point the, one of the ladies he's following he's like because you know there's basically the three the three um suspects are uh a, like a rich lady whose father is a crime lord mm-hmm. a detective and a uh scientist inventor, inventor. A scientist who just recently got employed by wayne tech and there's enough things there that kind of link well it's gotta be one of them right and um He's following one of them around, the, like the rich girl, Cassidy, I think her name is, or Cassandra, I don't remember. There's so many fucking Cassidy's or something like that. Uh, is, well, there's Roxanne's the rich one. Roxanne. Roxanne! Yeah, that's right. Okay, Roxanne, that's right. Uh, Rox- he's following Roxanne around, and um, he says, like, she's been driving around all day, and Alfred's like, I know, and not one sale on napalm or explosions. <laughs> <laughs> and he father Batman's getting bored. Like I like because they they give Bruce Wayne. I mean, he's always he's how, I, I like stern focused Bruce Wayne, but I like how in this series they get they let him be a little bit more of kind of like showing he's getting bored or impatient with things. He's like, you know what, Alfred, I'm going to go get myself a new watch. He's like, you deserve it, Master Wayne. He's just reading the newspaper. <laughs> I, know, I, I just love how like like Alfred almost becomes like he, he like embodies some of like the '90s kid. <laughs> Like age eighty, like, whatever, man. Yeah, he's got the he's got the total like whatever. I don't care, man. He's like, this job's a job, man. Just gotta do well, what you I, gotta do. Oh, there's one thing I want to mention real quick. Um, so at the beginning when there's that heist going on, and we first see Batwoman and Batman's basically trying to stop these guys from smuggling weapons, and Batwoman intervenes. One of the guys in that heist, he looks very out of place. He looks like he should be at a fucking beatnik bar. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like he just got into like, hey man, is this going to the Java Bean? Like, uh, yeah, get in. It's probably one of those ones. It's like Batman always has like that very like nineteen forties kind of futuristic look. Maybe it's like, well, this movie takes place later, so now they're moving to the fifties, and there's beatniks running around Gotham now. <laughs> Let's be honest. We we think of this guy as like some bongo playing fuck now. Back then, he was probably de- dealing heroin. So come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those ones. But I will say, like, I, I do think the whole mystery part, though, of, like, kind of, like, is actually really well done. Because, you know, doesn't matter, you know, kid or not, like, I could see a lot of people being like, oh, shit, that's that's what it turned out being? Like, I, like, I could definitely see that kind of getting you. If you had, like, your Batman detective skills, yeah, you'll probably start to get it, you know, about halfway into it or so. But even still, like, it will throw some curveballs at you the first time around. Well, they do some very obvious things. Like, oh, obviously, it's fucking this lady, or maybe it's that lady over there and the fact is that oh it's all three of them working together that's actually kind of a clever thing like they'd switch off the suit like all right that's that's a clever way to go about it because there'd be moments where he's following one of them but then bat girl batwoman appears somewhere else and like well it can't be her because batwoman was there you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and they even give batwoman her own voice because she has a voice modulator yeah, and I think just all the ways they go about it, they do a real good job of kind of keeping it, like, under wraps in a sense. And I think that just kind of makes it nice as you're trying to, like, kind of solve it out yourself as Batman's kind of going about it. And then you just kind of start going, what the fuck? It's not that. Well, it can't be her if she's here in person and then Batwoman's over there and so on. You know, like the Iceberg Lounge with, like, the fucking Penguin and stuff. I want to mention something really small real quick. Um, when they go to the Iceberg Lounge... And there's that like Shakira esque song playing, and it doesn't look bad. It doesn't whenever they whenever they do something kind of different though, because they start doing 
it's not rotoscope animation. It pretty, it, it pretty it much looks, is rotoscope. It's just modern rotoscope. Yeah, well, I mean, you you could tell from their movements. They're way more fluid, and it's just because usually I think I feel like most rotoscope stuff you see this day and age, or even or actually no, most rotoscope you see back then, you can kind of see they had normal proportions, but this they still have the the DC universe kind of style proportions and all that. It always kind of throws me off just a little bit compared to how everything else looks. Not that everything else looks bad or anything, but just for how fast and fluid it's moving for a second. And I was just like, it doesn't look bad, but always like, I don't know. There's something about that scene. It just kind of almost sort of threw me off kind of, you know what I mean? Well, it's the thing is, is like, it's almost that weird thing that when you have kind of like, in a sense, like, you know, this, this is like a good version of TV show animation, but TV show animation generally is running it you know, like, double frame rate of, like, 12 frames, and then all of a sudden they decide to do these big dance scenes, and they start doing it, like, at 24 frames, and then it's got this much more fluid or fluid movement going on. It, I, I think it's just that, that weird, like, uncanny thing, because if, if it was like that the whole time, you wouldn't think anything of it, and it probably would look... But then all of a sudden it just pops up just for this music, you know, scene, and it's like, huh. Just to, even love, like, they're like, we put some money into that scene, so when the credits roll, just... Play that same song over again of that dancing in there, because you know what? Shit, that dancing costs more than like this whole movie. So, <laughs> well, it's also one of those things like that song because the the singer is kind of winking and look at the camera while singing the song a little bit. So it's like, are, is this turning into a musical for a second? And all of a sudden, cuts to Bruce Wayne and his date walking in. Like, oh, okay, never mind. We're back to Batman. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I will say there's also a part that's like probably like the best part in this entire movie and it's a very small part but the part that I love so much is there's a part where like when Batman's going around like trying to figure out who's who and whatnot and he goes to Roxanne's place or whatever and her dad's the gangster and everything like that and he's got like the two thugs that are always kind of like pretty much failing every single time they go they're supposed to protect her and supposed to protect the business and they never seem to do good they're almost like a fucking like Looney Tunes character but not nearly as wacky but uh, there's a part where Batman's literally, like, looking through, like, Roxanne's fucking stuff, like, just flipping through, and one of the thug guys opens the door, and he just looks in, and Batman's in there. Batman just does this thing and turns and looks, and I love because the camera, like, cuts in the Batman, cuts back to that guy, and goes back, Batman's like, yeah, you ain't gonna fucking say shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy just kind of like, I fucking know. Close the door and just goes on his merry way. <laughs> Well, even the other guy is like, because he got, that guy already got fucked up like two or three times previously by Batman in the movie. So by that time, he just saw him. He just closed the door. Like, anybody in there? Nope. Just keeps walking. <laughs> just like, because that's also, like, literally, if you're just a regular thug and you see fucking Batman and you know you're by yourself, you, no. <laughs> Not fucking worth it. <laughs> I know how this dance ends. <laughs> Like just that part. I just it's just I also it, it just the zoom in on Batman's fucking face. It just doesn't have. And they don't say anything. Doesn't have to fucking say anything. Just that look. <laughs> well, I feel like I, I feel like you'd see more of this kind of humor in in like a kids' cartoon now. But around then, you wouldn't see it too often. I feel like back then they would really force speed you a lot of that humor in like a serious show or an action show. Uh, but bat, but I think and the DC stuff was always kind of good about dry. I mean, it was never really enough to be to make it a comedy, but it was always really good with dry humor like that. Yeah, well, because that's also one of those scenes that, like, you know, some people might not even like might go a little bit over their head too, even. But like, I don't know, I love parts. So. It's like it's well, like the takeaway like for me. It's like I know it's not not, not much, but. 
Well, no, I think that's funny just because how often does he like, oh, it's the back, girl. You know, how often does that happen? How how few how often do do they like stop and say, no, nah, not doing this. <laughs> do not worry about it. I don't get don't get paid enough for this part. And like, I thought another thing that was funny about that is um, when uh, well, actually, not it was just more kind of awkward. I think he was there for ulterior motives, but when Batman actually goes, he, when he fucks that dude up and the other guy for like the first or second time and he goes to that uh to uh, uh carlton's house and um when he gets there and he just kind of gets to the balcony and he's just like what are you doing this is my family you can't come in there's business and there's family you can't do this and batman just walks in, just like runs away and jumps out like he doesn't say nothing i'm like i, I feel like he would have I feel like he would have just said, I'm on you, or, or, or some shit like that. You know what I mean? I don't feel like, hey, he's yelling at me. You know, I don't think that would have happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That, that part's a little bit weird. I think maybe he's doing it just to see, like, the silhouette of the of the girl in the window or something, to see if it was his daughter, Roxanne. But there's something about that. Because I think the, the relationship makes sense. Because at the end of the day, and I'll, I'll give him credit for this, because I didn't really piece this together. There's three women. And there's three crime, uh, crime lords working together. It's Kingpin, uh, this new guy, I, as far as I know, he's new. Maybe he's in one of the other book uh, comics or cartoons, but I've never seen him. Carlton, Carlton and then Rupert Thorne, mm-hmm. who was um, in the in the cart, cart uh, I can't talk right now, in the cartoon every so often. And it's weird, because he dies in, um, in uh, Mask of the Phantasm, but then somehow he's kind of back back alive, like in the next season of the animated series or something like that. Did you ever notice that? That when he, um, the the audio went out on my side for a second, so I don't know if you heard me. But yeah, um, I, you you've been here the whole time. Okay, cool. How Rupert Thorne, how he dies in in Mask of the Phantasm, but he's back alive in like later seasons. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's always those kind of things like that. Sometimes I feel like, well, I guess he didn't die then. I guess he didn't die, or he has, like, a twin brother or some shit, but yeah. Um, no, because I was, um, I'll be honest, when I first saw Batman Begins, it was before I read The Long Halloween or Year One, so I assumed that Carmine Falcone was Rupert Thorne. Oh, really? I didn't really remember, I didn't, remember, I didn't memorize the name by then, but I always remembered there was an old gangster guy with white hair who'd often be wearing, like, a white suit or something. Yeah, no, no, no. He does, like, you could kind of see, like, as a kid putting two and two together and going, oh, that, that should be the same character. And Because it's, it's not like I knew Rupert Thorne off the top of my head, not like the Joker. Like, oh, yeah, favorite Batman villain, Scarecrow, Two-Face, Rupert Thorne. <laughs> yeah, exactly, one of those ones. But, um, but yes. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. Oh, so basically it's Penguin, Rupert Thorne, and this new guy, uh, Carlton. And the three of them are working together, and the three ladies that are working together is the inventor, the daughter of Carlton, and the detective. And I think the three of them, like, oh, oh, each of them has a, a score to settle with one of these gangsters. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting thing. And, you know, as the as story goes along, Batman kind of tries, she's like, well, you girls were all sororities in, in, in college together. I see how this was. And even you, you fucking shared a fucking room. You were roommates. Does that ring a fucking bell? Well, there's even that whole part, like, she's like, what's this? A sketchbook from 
seven years ago, you know, like, she was a good artist. This is clearly that lady. I, that was a clever way to get it in there, I thought. I mean, it, it was a long shot, but I thought it was clever. Yeah, it's like, oh, here, here's some drunken pictures of the two of them together. I fucking knew it. <laughs> oh, they're scissoring. I knew it. Uh. Oh, 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 God. It's like, it was like all the pictures he's going through when that one, like, thug, like, opens the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's even the moment, like, he says, like, oh, yeah, well, what's your proof? This right here. <laughs> and he just, like, he just pulls out a picture of all three of them again. It's like, oh, I, we, we thought that was, oh, no one was supposed to really see that. thought that Pol- Polaroid camera was destroyed. <laughs> oh, it was. But Batman has his ways. <laughs> I I was able to reassemble the shattered bullet and get a thumbprint off it. You don't think I can figure out this shit out? <laughs> yeah, Fuck you. <laughs> Throws the photo at her. Like, I made a lot of copies and posted them around town. Kind of a dick like that, but, uh... <laughs> oh, so, uh, that's the reason why Commissioner Gordon said you had to leave and resign? <laughs> he wasn't as open-minded yet, you know? It wasn't until, like, ten years later till Gotham PD put a pride flag outside. Yeah, and that was, that's still, you know, he, well, he was retired by that point, so it kind of worked out for him. <laughs> he, you know, he just kind of said, he's like, you know, back in my day, pride was a, you know, seven deadly sin. <laughs> back in my day, you were prideful to have a job and to serve the city. Like, oh, Jesus, Jim. All right. Oh, you know what I mean? And, you know. You just kind of kept it in the, you know, the closet. You know, that was a good place. It's a safe place. That That's where it should always be. Barbara's just, like, sinking her head face down, like, at the dinner table. Like, this is every fucking Thanksgiving. He's just like, like Barbara, what? What? Come on. It's like, I, I love gay people. I'm all for the closet. <laughs> just keep it there, all right? Just keep it there. It's safe. You know, shit. I mean, I, I keep it in the closet. And I'm not even gay or... Oh, maybe I am! Just flips the table over. What? You don't like me now? You don't like me? You know what, Barbara? I'm going to prove you wrong. Where's the young, you know, Italian boy? I like how it's like, I think it's Thanksgiving, but it's always just the two of them. So. <laughs> Everyone else in the family's fucking dead. Yeah, you know, it's not my fault that we live with, you know, a world of gangsters and only one Batman and me. Nobody ever, ever puts me in the fucking, you know... Side fucking section of crime fighting. Just, just that's the thing. Gotham City is like don't get me wrong. I know there are people who made a million jokes and references about it, but I'm, in all honesty, it's like why the fuck would you ever want to move to Gotham City in the world of like superheroes? I mean, you go to Metropolis, and the thing about Metropolis is like once a year you're gonna have some kind of like nine eleven. Style, like, all right, Brainiac's gonna attack or whatever. But beyond that, Bat- Superman's got you covered, like, on, on like, basic-ass crime. No one's dumb enough to pull... Most people aren't dumb enough to try to rob a liquor store in Metropolis. But, like, in... But, like, you know, you just gotta look out for, like, oh, here comes Brainiac, or here comes Lobo, or Parasite. Every, once or twice a year, maybe. Some shit like that. Usually he takes it up to space. But... But... but Every day in Gotham, it's like, all right, well, let's see. We have a mass shooting over here. We got a gang war over here. So it's like, why the fuck does anyone go to Gotham by this point? Yeah, so somebody poisons the reservoir at least every other year. <laughs> yeah, at least. And that's not a good, that's a good year. 
Yeah, you know, and you, hopefully you just get like fear toxin in there. That's much better to have that than, you know, get some fucking laughing disease. <laughs> laughing disease or somebody's just like doing crimes with duality. Like, oh, well, this building blew up and that building blew up on the other side of town. Oh, it was Two-Face. Oh. Yeah, well, two building. All right, I get it. You know, but, um, but yeah. Or you well, get catfished by fucking, like, Clayface. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be good at you all. You think you're talking to some, like, you know, hot, like, 28 year old lady. And he's just like, ah, 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 ah. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Clay Dick. It's like, oh, God, he's doing it again. <laughs> well, the other thing that's really cool in this one, too, though, is you do get, like, actually, you get Bane kind of coming back. Because really, it's like, I almost want to say, like, in the animated series, he's only in, like, two or three episodes. It's not that many. It's like, well, this one's like, you remember him, but it's like, and I almost want to say Bane's only in like one episode or two in maybe the third season and then one or two episodes in the fourth season. Like, and that's like it, if I can remember correctly. He's there for like big episodes. Like there's the, there's the episode where they first introduce him and they're leaning a lot more on the Nucho Libre thing. And then there's the episode where, then there's the, um, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, um, Second series where he has his new look, where they kind of just change the animation style. And mm-hmm. granted, it wasn't real, but there's he's the he's the guy who kills Batman and Jim Gordon in that nightmare episode. Yeah. So he's always so I, and I think there, there's also the episode where Batman and Superman have to switch places for a second. So like Superman comes in dressed like Batman, and he just like I, I have a new and improved Venom. He just can't do shit against him. Like why is it not working? Uh, that's a good one right there, but I just feel like those ones. I mean, granted, Bane's a pretty new character, so you know this. You know, like this time period, like when there's somebody going like, "Oh, they're fucking using a new character." We have so many of these great old characters, and they have to use a new. Ca- you know, there was somebody out there at that time period when that was happening, because that's always sort of how it seems to go. But um, it's just. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say it's just cool in this one because the Bane is kind of like they bring him in kind of towards the end, I guess, sort of semi like in the second act and the third act. And they kind of use him as that fourth sort of villain in this whole thing and whatnot. And uh, I think they just do a good job of Bane in this one. Real talk, because uh, you said people get kind of mad, like, oh, they're using a newer character or whatever. I'm actually, I like it when they use newer characters. Because don't get me wrong, I love Joker, I love Penguin and all those characters. But every once in a while, you want them just to mix it up a little bit. Like, I'm hoping, who knows, and hopefully they do a good job if it is the case. I'm really hoping the Court of Owls is in the new Robert Pattinson movie. And I'm only thinking that because there's a part where, um, when he has, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, Riddler is obviously in it, but I'm thinking there's a part where he gets the card, he says, to who it may concern, and there's like a picture of an owl on the card or whatever, maybe coincidental, but I'm like, you know, maybe it's not time to bring the Court of Owls in this shit, because now you think about it, it's like, they were like the new villains, they're the new hot shit for a minute, and now it's like, wait, they came out ten years ago, that's how fucking long it's been. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, it's, I'm not saying necessarily like that, but you know, there's always that one where it's just like some people just don't like certain new characters. When I guess there's other old characters that have never been used. That's what I was thinking of. I'm I'm lack I'm surprised the lack of hush. We we have like one movie where we have a video game in one movie where hush comes in, and it wasn't even really hush. It was Riddler pretending to be hush. Yeah, I know. I don't know why hush has always been, kind of been literally hushed out of these like extra kind of like multimedia areas he was apparently going to be in um i I read somewhere that he was apparent i never really watched i only saw a few random episodes but there's that show the batman the the newer version no well i guess by now it's old but it was um the cg one after the animated 
No, no, it was after no, the oh, Batman. Oh, the Batman, was, yeah. No, I always get confused in this. It has the... I, oh, I don't know what to call it, because it's always, like... It's a style, like... It was when we kind of stopped watching cartoons, but it's that kind of, like, early 2000s Saturday morning style, which I just call the Ben 10 style. It looks... <laughs> everything looks kind of, like, quasi-anime-ish, you know, but not entirely anime-ish. Yeah, and everything has sort of a futuristic-y, kind of, like, pointy young look. I mean, it's, like... Spectacular Spider-Man, Ben 10, The Batman. I'm sure there's other things well, that are well, getting re- by Realistically, me. it's all the stuff that came from Batman Beyond. <laughs> it sounds weird, but that was sort of like the start, at least the American side. And they kind of made it from there. And that, that's the one, too, I've always wanted to give The Batman, like... Because, you know, I've seen a handful of episodes, and there's always one of those shows where it's like, it's kind of cool. I, I, it was one of those ones where I'd be like, I'm not loving it, but I still kind of like... I'm still enjoying it. But I think it's one of those ones. It's just like five seasons of it. So I and I know that they do a lot of stuff in there. And I think there's some episodes where they do get like real, real deep and real serious and hard cuts and all that kind of stuff throughout it. I think it just when I was I remember when it kind of came on, I just had that thing where it's just like it's kind of kiddy. I don't know. They get they'll be sort of serious, and then like I remember Joker had like he looked like he came out of like Freakazoid or something like that. I know the Black Mask is in it, so that kind of already intrigues me. But, I mean, I, I don't know how accurate he is or what he's like. But um, I was like, well, anything to mix it up a little bit, get a different character we haven't seen. Because Black Mask didn't even make it into the animated stuff. He was, like, in a comic of the animated universe, but not actually animated. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't mean the ongoing animated universe stuff. I just mean, like, DC animated, the, the original 90s stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I think that uh, what was I going to say about that? There's just something about that style that was kind of put me off. Like, I don't know, maybe because I grew up with the '90s style that I kind of warmed up to it. So anytime you go back to it, like, oh, I recognize this. But there's something about just that 2000, early 2000s cartoon style. It just pushed me away from it. I don't know what it is. Just like yeah, I feel like you're trying to sell me a toy right now, which be fair, that's what most of these cartoons were trying to do. Well, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what a, why a cartoon's made. But yeah. well, it was weird because I remember I just remember being a kid though. Like when the when that animation style pretty much happened, where they did the shift into like I guess you'd call it the 2000s cartoons from the 90s ones. I mean, granted, I was like maybe like give or take depending on which show it is between about like 12 and 14 or something like that or even maybe 11 for some of those ones that came out even a little bit earlier in that kind of like style and i just remember like at that age like you you would think that i would be like almost like prime candidate like target audience i just remember being there it's like not my fucking show because i just remember there were shows like it was like the there was the ninja turtles the second one the tmnt one same style and i was just like oh don't I'm like it's not for me not my ninja turtles and then the same thing as i remember when x-men evolution came up I'm like not my x-men and then it was even like the other ones it's weird i watched batman beyond but i remember all the other ones like i kind of didn't though granted if you come back to those shows in the long run you kind of watch it you watch like tmnt and you're like that's actually better than the original one i, I don't know what i don't know what younger me was thinking and then you watch like x-men evolution and i'm not saying that one's better than the original x-men but i'm like it's pretty fucking good still though uh, I, if, if i would have just gave it a chance instead of had that like you know 11 12 year old like fucking attitude like i know best yeah there's that but then there's also i think people making that kind of new that um and we'll, we'll get back to the main thing the mystery of the batwoman and all that in just a second but i, I think this kind of leads into it i think that at that point, animators, like, our generation kind of held on to cartoons. Because before then, people get too old for a cartoon, they push it aside. 
Like, okay, I liked cartoons, now I'm gonna go join the war. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job at the lumber mill or some shit. Now that but now it's kinda like, oh no, I, I kinda remember this thing I liked. So much so that we're still getting we're getting R rated versions of the thing I like actually produced by the company that made the original. So I I think that um they kind of saw that happening maybe not to that extreme but they kind of realize you know kids are probably a little smarter they could probably pick up on this a little bit more let's make um let's make an x-men cartoon that a six-year-old could watch but also that his edgy 16 year old brother could watch too yeah and i and i think too it's like one of those i mean like because really like most cartoons that have been made in like the last like 30 years i mean unless they're made for like really young kids you pretty much can almost go into any of them even if it might even have a little bit more cartoony looking animation but, like, you sit there and you're like, oh, shit, they actually do have, like, some real stuff kind of going on here. And the story's good and kind of keeps you entertained and kind of, like, why you like cartoons. But I don't know. What, and, and it's like, I know that, like, when that shift happened in the 2000s, in a sense, when they were making those cartoons, it was almost that kind of thing. Like, hey, Mr. 12-year-old, you're not our target audience. Mr. 8-year-old over there is the new one. So you get the fuck out of <laughs> here. Because like, I think that was just sort of how they were there. Because they probably were like, by the time people become teenagers, like, in the olden days, it's almost like... They're done with cartoons. Like, that probably was, like, the, the tried-and-trued way for, like, since, like, the 50s. was probably the second that a kid becomes a teenager. He ain't fucking watching the Looney Tunes anymore, you know? He, he's gonna go outside and start, you know, Looney Tuning his own dick, you know? <laughs> Wanna get laid, right? Well, stop watching tw- Tiny Tunes and Hysteria and get a fucking job. <laughs> yeah, go down the mill. They're, they're hiring. They love child labor. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because there's little places that, you know, an adult can't fit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when a machine breaks, you know what I mean? They don't make it so that a 200-pound man can get in there. No, they make it so that you get a little, you know, 75-pound boy and, you know, push him through there. and Pull pull that piece of wood out that's jammed in the machine, Billy. You know, take put on these gloves. Yeah, I know they're too big, but still, just just do it. Put, put, put them on. Um, we have we have OSHA over there. We need to keep the regulations in fucking check. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so it's like it's that sort of thing. And then it's like only it's like I think only in like the last twenty years have they kind of realized they're like, oh shit, you know what? Uh, old people are watching cartoons too because I remember that was always the big thing about like X Men and Batman is that like I would have I mean like I remember like my my aunt Lorraine and everything like that, she would fucking watch the X-Men show, like, religiously, like, as it came on, and same with Batman and so on. Like, no different than, like, a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. There's still... Well, I think just by then, like, action cartoons are better, and they were just not to be a dick. But I think most cases, action cartoons are better than what they were as He-Man or Transformers. No offense to people who like that shit, but, you know, I'm well, just saying. Um, I, I, we said before, but I always do think the, the 70s and 80s, even though I watched a lot of those cartoons as well, too, I always feel that was, like, the weakest time period of, like, animation. Not saying there's not some good things in there, and there's, there's still good ideas, but I just felt like the shows just were not nearly as dialed in. It's, it's like... Is the six-year-old you? It didn't matter because it was fucking awesome, like you know Transformers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like they 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 just didn't have that same thing that like you know Batman the animated series had, you know. Or it's like perfect examples like just or not Justice League, but um, Super Friends. You know what I mean? Like I remember I remember just being a kid is always watching that show and it's always like, are they ever gonna uh-huh. fail? Like can somebody at least get beat up? Or oh no, it's just it's all gonna work out. You know, just. Life was just Super pr- Friends. Super Friends is always bullshit. But uh, actually, to, to, I got a really ham-fisted way to bring it back around. Speaking of child labor, um, Robin didn't have a whole lot to do in this movie. 
No, he's just kind of there being like the hangout kid. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's working out, you know, in the background, reading a magazine in the car. Me and Alfred some are going to go he, shoot pool some, later on, you know, if you want to join. At some point, he uh, fi- he's like doing a little bit of compu- research on a computer. Then beyond that, he says, I drove the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does drive the boat. Like, Ralph's like, oh, that 12-year-old's driving a boat like a maniac out there. <laughs> 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 he, he almost tried to smash two mob bosses with it. <laughs> what if he did kill him and like Batman's like Robin? It's like what, man? What do you expect me to do? Oh, I'm 12 years is. old. I, I only just got my boat license. <laughs> the gravity of this situation is yet to hit me. I've been adopted by a rich guy. <laughs> yeah, and I still have a family, so that's kind of the weird part. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they, I guess they did the whole thing where he was like a street kid. They kind of fused Jason Todd and Tim Drake. Like, let's not kill him in this version. Yeah. But um, he looks like, even though he, like, is apparently living with, like, Bruce Wayne, he's still, like, he's, like, he's still wearing, like, those fucking Urkel slacks. Like, where, like, a sh- like, a, like that, like, almost that, like, those pants that come up to his fucking nipples just about, you know? And just, like, a basic-ass white t-shirt. Like, I thought, like, the war to Bruce Wayne would be a little bit more, like, stylish or some shit. Yeah, he's, he's a little casual, I guess. Just a little too much. <laughs> I guess we never got to see Tim Drake in, um, in, uh, in the first, the first three seasons art style. So I'm kind of wondering how he looked for that. He probably looked like he just went to a prep school. Because that's kind of how, like, fucking dick looked yeah exactly well everybody's got like that literally 1940s look like they're about ready to go to like animal house or something like that <laughs> i know that's like 61 but still it's like those looks that kind of look. yeah they, they, they all kind of like fade in together like that's what i feel like what's probably going on with like fucking dick and barbara in this one is <laughs> the fucking <laughs> dicks at like the delta house right now Doing keg stands with Wally West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the early version of the Teen Titans. But um, but yeah, though this one right here, though, I think this is one of those movies. Like, it's a total solid movie all the way through. Got great action in it. Good mystery, literally, with thinking of the title. Um, it's cool being kind of that last big hoorah of the Batman the Animated Series. I like how it just kind of takes you through. It's almost like, here it is, you know what I mean? Because even though, like, there's some stuff that kind of came out that's, you know, recently that's like it, I still feel this is, like, the definitive. I mean, it sounds like it's the last one, like, it has, like, an actual ending. Like, no, no, it's just more, like, plays out like a normal Batman story, you know what I mean? It's not, like, one of those ones where it gets fucking real serious at the end when, like, Tim, like, kills two fucking guys in a boat and Bruce is just like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, God, have I lost my way? <laughs> well, it got really intense even in like Batman Beyond, the, the Return of the Joker, when like freaking Tim kills Joker, really. And they had like even like I, it kind of amazes me like how much of a what a bunch of bitches really Warner Brothers or departments of Warner Brothers because you have the people making the movie and you have the people that are advertising the movie and there's some department in Warner Brothers like I refuse to advertise this movie even though we work for the same company technically like why it's like you have a child killing a man like well you saw the progression you saw how it got there you know that this is not like i'm not gonna put an ad for a movie where a child kills a man even after the man tortured the child and this and that like all right what if he accidentally kills him by pushing him and he gets electrocuted. Oh, that's totally fine. Yeah. 
there's, I think there's just a lot of people that like that's a perfect. Like, I always feel those are the perfect example of people that like. They're, How the fuck they get their job. Well, they, they they're, they're people that like they literally went to school, went to college, never went outside. Like they never left outside that bubble. I think they just stayed like on this like literally the straight and narrow path. Like when you hear that phrase, I feel like that's those kind of people that have like they have like no outside world like knowledge of anything. They just they just fall. They literally put their nose to the fucking book and looked up one day and they were 35 years old with a job at fucking Warner Brothers. Like that's what happened there. Like no life experiences at all. Has no idea. Like probably never even seen a fucking movie in their entire life. (laughs) They look out a window. They see like this big, beautiful mountain. They stare at that mountain every day. They're like, nope. Not today. Just go back to reading. <laughs> just like, like, just like, looks just so peaceful and serene, but in their minds, like, home looks a little too threatening. I see some clouds <laughs> coming in. I might have to put on my hiking boots. God, I know I haven't taken them out of the box yet, but still. <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to break the seal on it because what if I have to take them back? <laughs> you never know. But yeah, so, but, uh,. I'm glad. No, I, I think this. I'll, I'll say going back to like the movie itself, and even like the the three um, Bat Woman of the movie. I thought they were divvied up pretty well. I thought they were kind of a good balance of everything they would need to pull this job off. Like, I especially like the tech girl because when I saw how awkward she is, like, oh, she's definitely gonna be Batgirl. That is such a red herring. She's definitely gonna be Bat or Batwoman. Like, well, she's one of them, but yeah, yeah. She's played by Kelly Ripa. I think that's like the interesting thing about that. Who's Kelly Ripa again? What's she in? What I always think of is uh, Regis and Kelly. Well, you know, when, when, oh, when Regis Philbin right. got, he's like, "Oh, get rid of the old lady, bring in the young one." Now that's what I always kind of remind me of. Like, "Oh, I'm seventy right. years old, and I get to sit next to a twenty-year-old. <laughs> Pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> Come join my show." <laughs> I forgot her name. I, I, I think I, I recognized her voice, but I couldn't place it to the name. Yeah, there, there's her, and then I, and then there is also Sonia, who is the detective. Who I'm not gonna lie, for a minute I thought that was um, Montoya. I, that that does seem like that almost could like you literally could use that like character, like the look of her, and just call that Montoya, like just have, like a different kind of look, and I think it would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was her for a second, and yeah, no, um, I, even like the way they did Penguin, because like. By this point in the series, Penguin, I mean, you knew that there's probably some shady underling shit going on. But by then, he was kind of straight. They just go to his club, and he just like, guys, knock off the shit. I'm, I'm trying to go straight now. He's like, oh, no, Penguin's back in the shit now. Yeah, he, he, he gets thrown. Well, I feel like that's the thing about Penguin. He thinks he's like, oh, we're going to have this little, like, we're going to go out to international waters, make a little bit of extra bucks on the side. The government doesn't need to know, you know? <laughs> like, I feel like he's doing one of those kind of things. And then when shit kind of goes down, like, oh, the fucking fat woman's out there, you know what I mean? Like, ruining my fucking little plan to make a little bit of a side hustle. I even like his line, like, like what was it? They said it was like a bat woman of some kind. Like, There's a Batman, a bat girl, a bat woman. Is there something in the fucking water? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's got some good comedy lines in there too. Like yeah, I don't know, it's it's really like the writing's very witty. I I like that part about it. Like it's just I mean, mm-hmm. Batman writing's mostly always good, but this one just feels like it has this feeling like this movie was meant to almost be like a full on theatrical movie and so on. I mean, I know it's just a straight to D V D, but that doesn't really mean anything. But it does have that, that very grand scheme feel to it. Like, you could see this being like, let's just say this movie was live action. It, it could totally work. And, you know, and it would probably even be easy to sell, too. It's not like a real complicated, you got to know your Batman knowledge movie. Like, I feel like you could really, like, utilize this and just turn it into a straight up live action movie and totally work. 
Yeah, and I know that this isn't a very accurate version of Batwoman, but at that time, last time we saw Batwoman in the comics was somewhere in the 50s, and she was kind of retconned and more or less taken out. And then they kind of updated her and made her like a, a, a lesbian lawyer and a lesbian Jewish lawyer. And I think um, like somewhere in like 2006, they're trying to knock off a few boxes. It's like one of those ones. I always love when they sort of do that. Like, it's kind of funny. It's like sort of like when I think of like sometimes when they make certain like lesbian characters too, like a lot of times I feel that like, it's like, well, how do we make a lesbian character? Um, just make it like, uh, make it like a young boy. Well, what? It's a woman, but it's a young boy. I mean, isn't that what a lesbian is? <laughs> like, you'll see that so many times, too. Someone to try to explain to him again. All right. <laughs> I can't do it the fifth time. Um, no, um, I, I think that, I mean, to be, to be fair, I actually like the character, the, what they've, the update they've done. I mean, they every so often they try to do the whole thing of, like, I'm not one of you. Like, all right, why are you, why are you wearing my fucking symbol? Then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then uh, aside, my lawyers as- will contact you in the morning. <laughs> beside that though aside from that though i generally think she's a pretty well done character and i like it whenever she's because every so often yeah i don't want to get in a whole topic of like oh when they try to sjw this or sjw that but every so often there are the things are like that seems a little forced with her and like actually it's a logical progression the way that they did it and she's actually a pretty good character in the comics i did read you know um well the nice thing too is like so, that was like one of those characters that like batwoman was just like a lost in time character even when this movie came out that's why i feel like they used her they're like well she's a lost in time character that's why we can kind of like you know retcon her into whatever we kind of want her to be you know and that same with like kind of the, the newer the redhead version that they've used yeah and um so I think that, and I think this is a very interesting way to go about it. And the, it's funny that you said that this seems like it could be a theatrical movie. Who knows? Maybe it was. I couldn't find a whole lot on it actually. No, but, it, it um, wasn't theatrical re- for sure. It's it's definitely straight to video. Re- Batman Return. It's funny because originally Batman Mask of the Phantasm was not going to go to theaters. That was going to be a straight to video movie. Like you know, this is so good. Let's put it to theaters. And they didn't do any advertising for it. It just went out there. And then it's they, funny that they say that they didn't do any advertising, but maybe just because I was like the pure target audience. I just remember seeing like the posters in the theater for Mask of the Phantasm being like, oh, fuck. That, oh, fuck. That, I remember seeing a few ads, but not very many. It was very, yeah. And then, but, but then like Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, that was going to go to theaters. And then at the last minute, partway through the production, they changed it around and they even like Paul Denny. I was actually at a uh, book signing when he did his when he did um, um, that book, he, the autobiographical book he did, the, um, the Batman, the Dark Knight one or whatever. It's not Dark Knight. It's called. Um, it's called like a Dark Knight or something like that. Or... A, a, a night of like a, a true something a Batman. It's a really good book. It's a really good book. But it's basically an autobiographical story, and he incorporates like Batman as metaphors and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, very great book. But I was at a book signing for that, and you know, got to be lucky enough to raise my hand and ask a couple of questions. And I, I don't, I don't think I asked this one, but it came up that. Uh, that uh, originally when he was doing Batman uh, Beyond, Joker, The Return of the Joker, he was told, make whatever you want, make it as violent as you want, it will get edited down if it's violent, but just write whatever you want, we're going to try and make something to go to theaters. And as that went on, it got trimmed and trimmed and trimmed, and then like, people at Warner Brothers last minute decided, no, this is going to be a straight-to-video movie. Which, that movie's already so good, 
add like another 10 minutes on it, that definitely could have gone to theaters. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, it's like those ones that pretty much is an animated movie. You could still go to theaters like that length too, but... I think that one's only like 45 minutes or 50 minutes, something like that. I think it's I think it's still over an hour. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. You know, well, even like the, the, the budget they give it. Usually, it, movies are rarely like an hour and 10 rarely even goes to the... It's usually, it has to be at least an hour and 20, it seems. I know it's an hour and 10, but it seems like... An hour and 20 is, like, almost... Because you, you never see a runtime for a movie that goes to theaters, like, an hour and 10 or anything like that. Yeah, well, you, every once in a while you'll see animated movies. I mean, it's not common anymore. It's, like, sounds weird, like... Uh, old Disney movies. Like, old, old Disney movies. Well, yeah, real old ones. But I say even, like, Land Before Time, I remember that one's only, like, 65 minutes or something like that. It's, like, really fucking short. I think really? The, Land Before Time? Yeah, and I think the reason why is because they kind of cut out. There's, apparently there's, like, 20 fucking minutes of that movie sitting on, like, the fucking floorboard somewhere because it was too fucking violent or something like that. And Steven Spielberg's like... I know I want to see that. I, I know. know if... So it's, like, one of those ones where it's, like, oh, that'd be fucking sweet. But, yeah, it is one of those ones where I... Yeah, like, that one... I remember just... Because I, I rewatched it not that long ago. I was, like, that movie was... It was, like, literally about a solid hour. You know, just in change. <laughs> you missed the part where uh, Littlefoot, like, kills Sharptooth... And he holds his head above, like, his, his children, saying, Is this your warrior? And chucks it down on them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, those ones. <laughs> With his blood painted across his face, like, war paint. <laughs> well, I, I, I had a good, like, tagline for that movie. I called it, we're like, Friends that kill together, stay together. Because <laughs> that's really what that movie is. It's like, it's a movie about, like, you, you and this ragtag group of friends... And you have to overcome something, and in the process, you get to this point where, like, oh, we had to fucking, com- like, fucking commit a murder and, you know, kill this T-Rex, you know? But that's gonna some point, keep our bond it, it, nice and strong. If they had to survive, you know, they all pulled, you know, Ducky, um, the quiet, slow one, I don't remember his name, they all turn around like, look, if shit goes bad and we have to eat something, I know we're not meat eaters, but look, there's no fucking vegetation around here, so we gotta do something. If shit goes bad, we're eating Sarah. We agreed that, right? A Triceratops is a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not eating my Starleaf. My parents gave me the Starleaf. Fuck you. We're eating the Triceratops. <laughs> I don't care if it goes against my biology. <laughs> hey, I'll make it. Wo- I'll make myself evolve. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the land before time. It's the la- it's the time. Be- it's, it's, it's the time before it's, land. It's the. T- <laughs> it's not the time before. <laughs> It's not the time before... Uh, I can't even get it mixed up now. Fuck. It was a good one, too. It's the time before God, all right? There's no one watching. We're alone out here. <laughs> but yeah, so, all you the know... The Land of the Lost will show them how lost we all really are. Yeah, exactly. Well, those ones. He just was like David Winchester, like fucking, like, like oh wow, I like you know you see Don Bluth in an interview. He's like, yeah, I was rewatching the director's cut to uh, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> the Redux version, you know, and you know that fucking weird scene where like all the Playboy bunnies are like hopped up on something and it's fucking raining out and whatnot. Like, yeah, that's fucking weird. There's a too. dead so, body in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought I'd incorporate the lamp before time. <laughs> They wouldn't, surprisingly, they wouldn't, like, lend us, like, any music to, for, to the doors. But, you know. But, you know uh, maybe, maybe get Ray Manzer to come and play a little bit of piano in the background. <laughs> get some organ going. <laughs> this is the part where they fucking, where all, where the dinosaurs eat some psychedelic mushrooms and go on a killing spree. 
<laughs> but yeah, oh, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but Batman. She, Batman could go to theater. You know what I miss? Remember, like when they brought that one DCU? They had like a moment where they did like two DCU ones. They're like, oh shit, we're gonna do you know, killing joke in theaters, and they did like one other one. They did too. Like, why did that just go away? That like they just like disappeared. It's like, ah, oh, we did two of them. Because I remember they did like the theater for the killing joke. It was like filled to the fucking. I think brim. it was Dark Knight Returns too. I think once Dark Knight Returns Part Two came out, they released it as one solid long movie. Yeah, I think that one was that one was very like few screens though. Like where like yeah. I remember like they had a little bit more wider release for like killing joke and there i want to say there was one other one they did but maybe it was just that that was it but it's like it'd be, yeah it's too bad that like they couldn't do more of that because i, I don't know i just think i think as long as those things are advertised to the right people and you have the place that they can go to and it's in the vicinity i think that uh there, there always is a target audience for that you know yeah i'd be up for that i just it wasn't near me when it happened so but yeah um no i'm i'm up for checking out uh of course, like well, I'm saying, so I want to see more of these movies. Like they're still coming out. I guess this is just the, this is the proto version of it. But I'm always up for more classic Batman. Yeah, exactly. It would be kind of cool to see more. It'd be cool that you know, realistically, you know, it would be really awesome is if they could go back and they could do Batman, but done in the original animation style. You know? Yeah, I can see them doing something like that. I mean. I mean, at some point, I, I definitely could see that kind of happening. I mean, I feel like the reason why they kind of went with the second style is, one, they just wanted to change a couple characters around, but I think they really just wanted to make it easier to cheaper to animate. Like, it, it's, not really? that it, it's not that it looks bad, you know, of course. It still looks really good, but it is just one of those ones, like, just, like, that, that original look of the animation is so cool looking and so classic. Real talk, I'm not a real big fan of Catwoman's look in the um, last season. It looks a little too, like, I know that Tim Burton made the first two movies, but it looks like a little Nightmare Before Christmas-ish, you know? Well, and it's like, she's, speaking of which, Catwoman's actually even in this movie, too. Or no, I guess She's she, in the little, like, chase. There's oh, little, that, that's little right, that, that, that's what she's in. She's in the short part. I always get that kind of confused, but, um... But yeah, well, because, like, that one's almost, like, it's almost kind of, like, very lazy when you think about the way that Catwoman looks and that. It's like, what is she? Oh, uh, she's solid black. Is there anything else to her? Her mouth is, like, pale white, like, zombie white. Yeah, like, it's two colors. It's black and white and some red lipstick, you know? Boom. Animate. You know? And it's just, like, one of those ones where, like, it's almost that kind of thing. It might be like that Spider-Man thing where someone's like, oh, is there a way that we can, like, not draw his web every single time? <laughs> like, on his outfit? <laughs> like, what fucking jackass is, like, sent us, hey, make an animated movie. And we, by the way, draw the web every single time. This is a fucking, this is 1969. I ain't fucking doing that. Yeah, because they do that in the 90s one, but they sure as shit don't do it in the 60s one. They just look like, they got like a few lines in, fuck it. <laughs> they don't pay me enough for this shit. I know, people, people always complain, they're like, oh, they, they didn't fucking draw the thing. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would either if I had to draw that many fucking frames, too. The first few times when I was a kid and I drew Spider-Man, I did the webbing, but then after a while, I was like, fuck it, you know what goes there. Yeah, it's like, well, it's, like I think it's funny because, like... It's the, Ben Riley Spider-Man. That, there you go. It's I, that Spider-Man. I love how the comic book people were complaining to, like, the animators. Like, they, they don't even fucking draw the webbing on there. I'm like, dude, you drew, like, 24 pages. And probably Spider-Man's only in the outfit, like, maybe even half of those pages. This guy had to draw fucking 24 minutes at 24 frames. You know, probably 12 frames, tactically. But still, <laughs> still! It's, it's, it's a cartoon show. I bet you he's in the outfit more than he is in, like, the Peter Parker outfit. <laughs> but um yeah um but no i could actually the, the way how much you know 
nostalgia. I mean, we're getting a little bit of 90s nostalgia right now. I think we're finishing out 80s and we're leading into 90s. But um, I can see them trying to do some sort of... I won't say something as much as like an end of the Spider-Verse of animated Batman stuff. But I could see something trying to do like... We got another animated Batman movie coming to theaters, and if you, I mean, if you got a crypto, crypto the Super Dog movie coming out like in a year or whatever, I, I wouldn't surprise me the least bit if they like, you know, we're gonna do like a quasi artsy animated Batman movie going to theaters in three to five years. Oh yeah, going to theaters, like I could definitely see that. Even just for the DCU ones, it would be kind of cool if they did just kind of, you know. Just try that that old style. I feel like one like it's one of those ones like nobody's probably gonna do it because probably the only way to get that exact look would be to have to do it old school, you know, one of those ones. But um, even if they kind of did it, where like hell, just have Batman and all the characters kind of in that look, you know, but just the, the old school one because even like you know like the Batman and Harley Quinn one that kind of is supposed to be kind of in that similar style. Well, they still kind of go towards the second you know version. It's like one of those ones like yeah. I, nobody ever goes back to the first version. And just, like, mm-hmm. that kind of look where Batman's in the blue suit, you know what I mean? The characters, even if they have... Maybe it's just, like, that weird thing that, like... Maybe they just almost had to get away from the Tim Burton look because maybe Tim Burton had some weird kind of copyright lock on it and so on that nobody ever seems to bring up. They never bring that up in the interviews, but maybe there's something like that. I don't know. I remember the name of the lady who actually made the Batman animated movie, animated score, which, you know... To be wrong, the, the Danny Elfman score is really good. Was, was it, like, Tim Burton... Or Danny Elfman, who was just like, hey, we want to use your um, music for the cartoon. Fuck the cartoon! Just like, you get paid. Oh, how much? Oh, fuck yeah. It was, it was one of them. Which was kind of like, dude, real talk, the cartoon's way better than your, both your fucking movies. Yeah, I, I know it was one of them. I almost want to say it was Danny Elfman, actually, because I almost remember it, like he said that like on a special feature. Or something like that somewhere. And he's just like, yeah, fucking cartoon. And then it's like, oh, shit, well, I guess we'll make the cartoons songs for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds weird for Danny Elfman to say, because he did the fucking Simpsons one. By that point, you would have thought that, like... Maybe he was like, I'm on to bigger things. And they have, like, I'm doing Batman. I did the Batman movie. I'm not Because he was in Ongo Boingo. And then he went on to do, like, other movies. And he did, like, other stuff. And then... Maybe he... Maybe, maybe it wasn't Danny Elfman. Maybe it was Tim Burton. I don't know. Tim Burton, I'll be honest. Even though he's, you know very talented he's kind of whenever i hear him in interviews especially from like that period i guess you know you probably would have an ego at that point but from like the 90s like he came across as like such a pompous prick whenever you like see hear an interview with him you know yeah he really has that very like i'm a pretentious like art school director like you know what i mean he's all like realistically if you were a director next to fucking tim Burton, he'd be that guy you'd be like fuck that guy especially probably if you're in class with that kind of guy like back in the day that would probably be the guy that you're like, this guy's a fucking jack wagon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody fucking likes him. Like, I, I, I can just sort of picture people that we've sort of known throughout time where you see that there's other people that are just like, God, that guy's so fucking artsy and douchey. I, I feel like he probably would have fit into that category. Granted, Tim Burton does have some really good movies, so I'm not denying that part. Oh, no. But. He definitely does. And, you know, if, he, if his name's on something, I am interested. I mean, maybe I don't always go see it. Maybe it's not always good. But I'm always interested if his name's on something. But... Um, he in an earlier point, understandable. I think if you are that young and you are moving moving up the ranks that fast, you do probably have you are probably like get a little bit of an ego. So you know, understandable. But um, I just know I think he or somebody was very dismissive about oh Batman cartoon, <laughs> and I want to say they even said something like 
when they were like gave Mark Hamill like uh, when they gave Mark Hamill like some notes to read for Joker, they just had like written down on the script like don't do Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, and I, and I think I mean, I, and that's why I always think that the animation style did change is that they just wanted to get as far away from sort of the, that those movies as possible in a sense. Like I think as I kind of realized, like shit, we're doing sort of our own thing here. In the long run, we don't want to be tied to that in a sense and be like kind of stuck with that. Maybe maybe that's what it's kind of going with. But because even Penguin looks sort of like the I mean everything else looked mostly separate except like Selena Kyle had blonde hair and and she Penguin. Had a- Penguin looked a little bit more like, uh, like uh, Danny DeVito, kind of. Yeah, because he had like kind of like the flipper hands, Three fingers. Yeah, yeah and there, there, there was a well. It's really not, there's, there's really not that much beyond like I guess the you theme. would say Batman Returns. Yeah, and the theme, but the theme's always there, and mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those ones that's like that's about the only two. There's really just like two things that are kind of like like the movie, and the rest of it's not. So it's kind of like weird when they kind of did all those changes and got rid of the Joker's eyes and made Selena Kyle just super simple and. There's a few characters mm-hmm. that I think they actually make them look kind of better, but I can't remember who they are off the top of my head. But I think Scarecrow looks better. Can't me. Oh yeah, he is. He's got an interesting. He's like look. wearing a trench coat. He has this big long ass hat. And it's, oh, that's his right. Face looks more like a sack, and you kind of see like these jagged ass teeth from like an opening in the sack. And uh, he, the Scarecrow looks pretty creepy. He's not in very many episodes, but he looks creepy. Um, that, that's right. That's right. That that is a cool one. Joker didn't. He looked interesting. He, I liked. I like. I liked the original Joker more, but I still like this Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Uh, for the most part, other than like, I guess probably even Catwoman, they, none of them really look bad. It's just I think sometimes like it's like sort of like Poison Ivy. I think looks better in the original one. Those I think are, Freeze looks better in this in this in the second version. Yeah, well, Freeze looks pretty good in the first one. But yeah, I know what you mean there too. Yeah. But um, because I can't remember like. I know that we're getting sort of off topic, but like, okay, in the Batman and Mister Freeze movie, did that movie have the have the original animation style? It was original animation that was leading in to the new series. That's right, because that was like the one that, like, I think it's like one of those ones that came out like after the series. I almost want to say, but I think they had it kind of like put together before they did the new animation, like in a weird way. Because for some mm-hmm. reason, when I was watching, I, I almost I was like, when we were watching Batman Mystery of Batwoman, I was like. Oh, does this this one has the original style? Because like on the Blu-ray cover, it pretty much has Batman drawn like that style. And then it's like, oh no, it, it's not that. It's just for some reason the cover has that look. <laughs> like whoever's putting the cover together just didn't get the memo. Oh, we changed the animation about six years ago. <laughs> Actually, I think that it like I think it's sort of a hybrid. Now that I'm thinking back on it, because I want to say the the cut like art style wise, I want to say it looked more like the original. But then coloring and line work for some reason. Not line work, but I guess coloring it's looks a little bit more like leading into the new thing. Yeah. That's the way I remember it, at least, if that makes any sense. Yeah, cause it's definitely got more like the like kinda like the blacks and so on. Broader. It's, it's not, not more not broader the blue outfit. Where, but, um, a lot more broader and the the old one it looked kind of even when it first came out it had kind of a faded look sort of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Batman. Nothing but good times of Batman, mystery of Batwoman. For this Batman day, you better go out and check this one if you can find it. If you're lucky enough to go find it, but totally worth having for any DC collection, no matter who you are. It's a great fucking film. I I would hold it in high regards. I think it's one of those ones if you want to put it in like the DCU. I think it's at like a little bit closer to the top tier type ones. I I like it quite a bit. Beginning to end, it's really good. 
really solid, really good movie. Can't really find anything to complain about. Yeah. But, um, yeah, more Batman good times be had, as always. But till then, you can go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, animations, catch up on some drunk Batman there. And, um, yeah, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, we're out of here.